Welcome to the Elements Podcast for August 2007. Hey, welcome to the Elements Podcast. My name is Joey. And I'm Katie. And in today's podcast, we're going to talk about getting ready to go back to school. Ugh, I really don't want to go back to school. Every summer, it's the same thing. Just when I get settled, it's time to go back to school. Don't get me wrong, I like learning. It's just the process of getting started after two months of vacation. Yeah, and then there's the expenses. Ugh, I know this topic is important, but I think I liked the podcast we did at the beginning of the summer instead. You mean the one where we talked about the fun things you can do for under 20 bucks? Exactly, but I know this is sort of like eating your vegetables. It's just good for you. Yeah, but not as tasty as the Mud Pie Mojo at Colstone. Oh, good point. <laughs> okay, so we better get going or we'll have to talk about winter break. The biggest concern as a student is back-to-school expenses. I read somewhere that consumers will spend nearly $15 billion on back-to-school essentials this year. That's a lot of money. Yeah, well, the key to that statistic is the word essentials. You can imagine how much that number will jump if you factor in non-essential back-to-school expenses like iPods and designer bags. (laughs) Speaking of bags, have you heard about the market bags by Jay Hirsch? They're like $100 each and they're selling out everywhere. Wait, aren't those the ones that all the celebrities are wearing, like Reese Witherspoon and Jessica Alba? Yeah, they're expensive, but at least they benefit the International Rescue Committee, which provides education for war-affected children around the world. If you buy a coach bag, it's only benefiting Mr. Coach. Wait. There's a Mr. Coach? Um, I just made that up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I knew that. I was just playing along. <laughs> well, getting back to our topic, I read that a family of school-aged kids will spend at least $400 per child this year on back-to-school expenses. Can you imagine families with three to four kids? That That's a lot of money. Yeah, so we want to talk about things you can do to cut some of your back-to-school expenses this year. And, you know, maybe even give your parents a break this school year. Okay, let's get started with the tips. The first thing to do is determine what your basic needs are. These must come first. This will tell you how much money you'll have left for extra expenses. Yeah, uh, some back-to-school essentials include notebooks, paper, books, pencils, pens, and lab fees. In some cases, you may have to buy a computer and software, depending on the classes you're taking. Keep in mind that you don't have to buy everything at the same time or even at the same store. If you start your back-to-school shopping early, you can shop for bargains and sales. Actually, before you even spend one dime, you should take inventory of the supplies you have left from last year. Mm -hmm. You might find that you still have pens, pencils, and notebooks available. Compare your inventory to your school supply list and buy only what you need. Yeah, and another thing you should do is set a budget for your school supplies and stick to it. Check your newspaper for sales flyers, uh, see if any of the items you need are on sale, and don't forget to look for coupons. Once you have your essentials taken care of, you can start thinking about your back-to-school clothes and shoes. This is a place where most people spend way more money than they need to. Mm -hmm. Now, I totally understand the need to look stylish, but you never want to spend more money than you or your parents can afford. So before you start shopping for school clothes, talk to your parents and discuss what you need and how much you can spend. By talking up front, you can avoid misunderstandings later on. Right. Something you should do before buying clothes is to check to see if there are any new dress codes at your school. And you should take an inventory of your closet. See what still fits and what you can wear for the new semester. You know, prioritize your shopping list and put your money where it matters most. 
For example, if you know you want a pair of jeans that cost a hundred bucks, you may have to cut your shoe budget. You need to ask yourself if you really want to do this. Unless you're Paris Hilton, you probably don't have an unlimited budget, and you'll have to make compromises. And comparison shop. Remember, there are tons of back-to-school sales this time of year. There's only one thing better than getting that dress you've wanted all summer, and that's getting it on sale. Another thing to consider is how fast you're growing. I know this sounds weird, but if every time you wake up you're like an inch taller, you'll probably want to spread out your shopping. There's nothing worse than spending a lot of money on clothes you won't be able to wear in a few months. You know, when I was in junior high, mom would buy me pants, and the next day they'd be high waters. So I just spent all my junior high years in high waters. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> so when you finally make it to the register with your new supplies or clothes, use cash whenever possible. Avoid putting back-to-school supplies in your credit card. But if you do use a credit card, try to pay off your balance at the end of the month to avoid accumulating debt. Once you're done with all your back-to-school shopping, there's only one thing left to prepare for, next year's back-to-school expenses. Mm -hmm. If you plan early and start saving now, you'll have the money you need when fall rolls around again. You won't have to be stressed out about back-to-school expenses, just exams. Even if you only put away a few dollars every month, it's good to get in the habit of saving money. Contact your credit union and see what types of savings programs they have available to students. Well, that's all we have for back-to-school tips, which means it's time for... Student Tech. That robot voice is my favorite. <laughs> okay, so in today's Student Tech, we're going to talk about something Katie wrote about in the Elements blog, identity theft. Yeah, like I wrote in my blog, I've been obsessed with protecting my identity. The FTC says that last year, Americans spent 300 million hours resolving issues related to identity theft. Yeah, I'm really careful with my identity. It seems like this kind of theft is becoming more and more common with technology so accessible to people. I know. So here are some quick things you can do to help protect yourself from identity theft. Okay. Number one, don't give your personal information over the phone, by mail, or on the internet unless you initiated the contact. Number two, when you go anywhere, only take the cards you need. There's no reason to take a bunch of cards just to show off to your friends. You risk losing them or having them stolen. And besides, once your friends see that you have a credit card, they want you to pay for everything. Yeah, totally. So number three, never carry your social security card with you. Memorize your social security number instead. Number four, if you have a job, talk to your employer and make sure all of your personal information is kept private. Make sure they understand that you don't want information shared with anyone. Number five, always review your credit union statements as soon as you get them. If you see a charge or a transaction that you didn't do, call the credit union as soon as possible. Remember, when it comes to identity fraud, the faster you fix it, the better. And our last tip is shred personal papers, receipts, and junk mail. As you get older, you'll notice that you'll get more and more financial information sent to you through the mail. Spend a few dollars to buy a paper shredder and destroy all this stuff. If you don't, some dumpster diver might find your personal information when digging through the trash. Although there's no surefire way to stop identity theft, these tips will help make it more difficult to steal your identity. Just make sure you don't drop your guard and always stay two steps ahead of ID thieves. And with that, it's uh, time to wrap up this podcast. We invite you to join us again for our next podcast. If you have a topic you'd like us to talk about, email us at feedback at elementspodcast.com. For Elements, this is Joey and Katie saying Bye. goodbye.
The Elements Podcast is designed for information purposes only and is not intended as professional financial advice. Listeners are always encouraged to check and confirm the information with professional sources. The information you have heard in this podcast is the opinion of its authors and is not necessarily the opinion of your credit union. The Elements Podcast is copyright 2007 by Subcant Inc. All rights reserved. No part of this podcast may be reproduced or transcribed without prior written permission of Subcat Inc.